Dobry den. Welcome to Anxiety. What is happening to me? Today we're going to talk about rumination. Rumination when you wake up in the morning, rumination in the middle of the night, and vocal rumination. Let's talk about rumination in the morning. You wake up in the morning and you're in a great mood and you have all these plans to do all of these things and then all of a sudden not even a few seconds later you just can't get out of bed you start thinking about your past trauma or something that happened with your friend or your family member or you're thinking about all the things you have to do this coming up week and all of a sudden your thoughts get consumed you get consumed by your thoughts and you can't seem to get out of bed. You logically know that there's nothing keeping you in your bed. You logically know that. But for some reason, you just can't seem to jump out. So, when we wake up in the morning, our body actually releases cortisol. That's what wakes us up. It gives us a little bit of anxiety and it causes us to get out of bed and start our day. That's what it was designed for. And nowadays, with the convenience that we have, we don't have to jump out of bed to feed ourselves. We don't have to jump out of bed to take care of all of these things. A lot of times, we have somebody there to fall back on. We can call in sick. We can have somebody take care of everything around the house. And if we don't have the responsibility for something in the morning, then it's easy for us to just fall back into this habit of not getting out of bed when we're supposed to. Or let's say we set our alarm early in the morning because we have plans to get a few things done before our day starts, before we're obligated to be doing all of this stuff. But all of a sudden, we wake up and we're in this good mood, but then all of a sudden, we're just like stuck in bed. And even though we, our alarm rang two hours early and we're awake and there's no reason for us to be there, but for some reason, we just can't get out. So let me explain that a little bit. Your anxiety level is already higher in the morning because your cortisol levels are higher to get you out of bed. You don't have anything pressing to get you out of bed. And so now, you're thinking about certain things and that's your rumination coming in you're ruminating now you're ruminating and the rumination causes your anxiety level to go up even higher once it's at a high level enough point you reach fight or flight once you reach fight or flight your body is not going to let you get out of bed it's going to try to keep you in bed because it thinks that you're in danger and it's trying to keep you safe and the rumination is actually a way for the brain to fix what happened. So it goes back to the situation that you're thinking about and it fixes the problem with thinking. And it'll fix that issue and it'll fix that issue and that issue. And maybe it fixes the issue and then you think of ways of how that could have failed and so then it fixes an issue differently and it'll also try to blame people for everything or for how you're feeling 
and it's just the way your brain tries to fix whatever happened to you whatever caused that anxiety whatever happened whatever is causing those feelings and all of that deep stuff and so it, it goes back to that spot to that time to that conversation and it tries to fix it and so you fall into this trap of thinking about the same situation in different ways and then you're trapped you're trapped there and all of a sudden you're not getting out of bed until you have something that forces you out of bed but until something like that hits you then you tend to just lay there and not not move and so with that being said if you understand yourself better and you understand okay so on Sundays when I don't have anything happening I end up laying in bed and ruminating write that down focus on that and just focus on that one day and just be like okay what am I gonna do what kind of fail safes am I gonna put into place so that I'm not stuck ruminating you know you're gonna be there in bed you know you know you have no obligations that day and you have plans you don't want to be stuck in that bed and so make a plan for yourself have something at your bedside that can get you out of that right away maybe schedule something with your friend first thing in the morning so that you have something so that you're building a new habit instead of always falling back to that same habit on those specific days some people do it on a Monday some people do it on a Tuesday but usually it happens on days when you don't have any obligations and when you have somebody to take care of you and it and a lot of times you tend to start blaming people for how you're feeling and that's just your anxiety or your fail-safe of not being honest with yourself that it's nobody's problem that you're feeling this way it's it's literally nobody's problem and so it's just a fail safe that you have and so if you notice that you're ruminating in the mornings then definitely like have a journal at your bedside have a bible at your bedside have something there so that way when you notice that you are falling into that you can quickly grab something and take your mind off of the rumination and then slowly get yourself out of bed. Okay, now I want to talk about ruminating at night. Ruminating at night is also the same concept. You're getting anxiety, you wake up in the middle of the night, your cortisol levels are high, you start thinking about everything that you're thinking about and you're trying to fix it in your head and it's and it's like over and over again you're making up different scenarios of how things could have went differently and you just can't fall back asleep or you're not thinking anything but you still can't fall back asleep when your cortisol levels are high you're not able to fall asleep because your body doesn't go to, into a sympathetic mode and you're not able to fall asleep and that is the reason why you're laying there over and over and over again thinking about things and just every single night or whatever if you're having insomnia and you just can't sleep or if it happens to you once in a while and sometimes you're laying there for 2-3 hours and you're just you just can't sleep and you don't even get out of bed and you wonder later like why didn't I just go do something 
Well, the reason that you didn't is because your body thinks that you're in danger. And so it's keeping you there in bed to keep you safe. One thing that I want to talk about is like if you're co-sleeping with a partner or a spouse, I would really recommend for you to have a conversation with them and explain to them that, hey, I wake up in the middle of the night and I have anxiety or whatever, however you want to explain it to them. I can't sleep. I have insomnia. Explain it to them and then talk about things in advance that you will be doing or the tips that you will be doing. Talk about those in advance with your spouse. The reason I say this is because a lot of times we don't move, we don't get out of bed because we're afraid to wake up the person next to us. And so that causes our anxiety level to go even higher. And if it's causing you to stay in bed even more because it's causing that anxiety level to go up. I would also recommend for you to have a lamp next to your bed, a journal, a pen, a Bible, even put an app on your phone, an anxiety app that helps calm down anxiety. Whatever method that you want to use to reduce your anxiety, have it by your bed and talk to your partner about it or your spouse that you're going to be turning on the night light in the middle of the night if you wake up and you're going to journal or you're going to read or you're going to knit whatever you want to use to calm yourself down because the whole point is you need to calm your anxiety level down enough so that you can fall asleep if your partner is one of those people that is a deep sleeper they're not even going to realize that you're even doing that they might pat you on the leg or on the back or something you know to just soothe you or whatever and they're just going to pass back out but if it is bothersome to them then asking them to leave asking them to go downstairs sleep on the couch or asking them to go sleep in the guest room they are not having anxiety they they are not in fight or flight it's easier for them to leave because you're not capable of leaving your fight or flight is not going to allow you to leave the bed because it thinks you're in danger until you calm yourself down so having that conversation with your partner is going to really help you figure out a way of how you you're not going to bother them and and whatever like yeah they might wake up they might be grumpy or they gravel and then both of you guys are kind of gruffy and upset at each other but the point is it's still easier for them to move because they're not dealing with what you're dealing at that moment so grab your journal and and do whatever calm yourself down and then you will actually be able to sleep because your levels will be lower vocal rumination vocal rumination is when you drive everybody crazy that's vocal rumination vocal rumination is also caused by anxiety and i'm going to give you guys some examples let's talk about getting kids ready for school if you have older kids and they know how to get ready for school they know the routine and everything is usually done by them you're just kind of hovering and making sure they're getting things done and everything usually goes smoothly but what if there's a day where you get busy in the morning and you don't have time to hover over them but you have this expectation that they have done this a million times they already know how to get ready for school in time they know what to do and so you get busy doing whatever you're doing and then you look at your clock and you're like okay it's time to take them to school and you go to get them and they don't have their hair made they didn't brush their teeth they didn't pray their prayers they didn't make their lunch and they didn't eat breakfast and so your anxiety level just goes 
over the roof, right? And so you do whatever you need to do to get them into the car, right? You start driving to school and all of a sudden you just keep going over and over and over and over again to your kids out loud about how they could have done things differently. That is vocal rumination. That is your anxiety trying to fix whatever already just happened. But logically, realistically, there's nothing you can do about it. It already happened. But because your anxiety level is so high, it's causing you to do that, to like talk to your kids over and over and over again, or maybe yell at them or scream at them or whatever you're doing. But you're trying to fix that in your head and your body thinks that it's going to do whatever it needs to do to get out of danger, right? And so when you know that about yourself, you can learn to do all kinds of calming techniques before you get into the car to drive them to school so that you're not verbally abusing your children or any of that stuff. It's just your anxiety that's causing you to do that. It's not going to change the fact. It's not, you're not disciplining them in that moment. You're not doing anything to change what already happened. Consequences are different than vocally ruminating. Vocally ruminating to your children isn't going to make them better people. It's not going to get them to get dressed faster in the morning. It's consequences that are gonna do that. And so when you're calm, then you're gonna be able to implement the consequences that you need to do and to give them for them to be ready on time for school but vocal rumination doesn't do anything doesn't do anything for you doesn't do anything for the kids all it does is just bring guilt and mom guilt and all of those things or dad guilt if if you're the one driving the kids to school another example of vocal rumination is when you and your co-partner or your spouse decide to have a conversation about something and it's something that you feel deeply about and so you have a conversation with your spouse and decide that whatever you want is just not going to happen it's not going to go and so you feel like you were not validated and you feel like you weren't heard and that causes your anxiety level to go up and so maybe the whole day or the next day or for a week you constantly bring it up to your spouse that they could have done things differently they could have said things differently they could have done this and this and that because your anxiety level is causing you to vocally ruminate because that's the only way that it knows it could get out of danger that's another example of vocal rumination another example of vocal rumination is when somebody comes in into your home to do something they they were hired by you and to fix the roof or they were hired by you to clean your driveway and they forgot something or they did it wrong and so that causes your anxiety level to go up because you have this expectation expectations really really get our anxiety levels to go up and you have this expectation your anxiety level goes up and so then you vocally ruminate about this person to your spouse to your friends to everybody around you that will listen and you just like talk about it over and over again and you don't know why you just can't get rid of the feeling you don't know why like that feeling is still stuck in you even though you've like talked it to death and it's still there and you just don't know how to get rid of it that's actually like your anxiety level being high 
and you're feeling all these feelings and you're saying all of these things, but it's not going to lower your anxiety level. So understanding that and knowing that, that that's what's happening to you, then you can use your techniques of lowering your anxiety level down in those moments. Be like, okay, I'm actually, this is this me vocalizing, me ruminating is actually anxiety. Like understanding that that's actually anxiety in that moment and understanding that, okay, it's not that person. It's not the circumstances. It's me that's making myself feel that way. And understanding that it's you causing yourself to feel that way will change your mindset and be like, okay, let's figure out how to lower this anxiety. Some tips that I have for you about lowering anxiety is raw journaling. Raw journaling, especially with rumination, is a big game changer. It's huge. And what we ruminate in our head, putting it on paper and writing it down and writing what is in our control and what is not in our control. It's very important to do that because then our brain can settle down and be like, okay, that's out of our control. We can't do anything about it. It is what it is. And then you look at your other list where it's like, this is in my control and this, I could actually take action. So write down things that are in your control that you can actually take action and fix those things. And that will calm your anxiety down like crazy. It's literally a game changer if you've never done it before. One thing that I do want to say about raw journaling is no matter how sick your thoughts are, no matter how horrible your thoughts are, no matter how immoral they are or go completely against your values those are the things in your head and so don't be afraid to put them down because you can shred that paper you can burn it you could rip it up and throw it in the garbage you can get rid of that paper and believe it or not by writing it down you're going to think those things a lot less in your head so don't think that you're going to write it down and now it's going to be stuck in your head even more. No, it's the opposite. You're going to become a better person. You're going to your thoughts will become more godly. Your thoughts will become more pure if you get rid of those thoughts. You write them all down, all that nastiness, all that craziness, all those crazy things. And I, I yeah, it's really scary. It's really scary to write down those things because you're like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe that my mind is thinking these things. They're so gross. They're so sick or, or whatever they are. But the fact is when you do put them down and when, when you do get rid of them, your mind is going to be so much more pure and you're going to be so much happier with it. So that's one tip that I have for lowering your rumination down and doing the what I can control and what I cannot control. Also, there's apps to reduce your anxiety level so using those apps if you're like a phone person that goes straight to your phone don't go on social media social media is going to cause your anxiety level to go up higher don't check your emails don't do business on your phone if you do do something open up your favorite comedy book or open up that app that's going to lower your anxiety level do that first before you start doing other things on your phone. The other suggestion that I have is have your Bible at your bedside. And so that way when you are ruminating in the middle of the night or when you're ruminating in the morning, quickly grab that Bible as soon as you wake up. Like make a habit of it. Like quickly grab it, start reading it immediately. Especially if you notice that 
every single morning you're ruminating. That way you're doing something positive, you're lowering your cortisol level down, you're lowering your anxiety down, and so when you're done reading the Bible, you're going to be ready to get up and move around, and you're going to not think about all of those things. But if you're still ruminating, and if you're still thinking about those things after you get up, sit down and do some of that raw journaling. It's going to take those thoughts out of your head, and then that way you can move on with your day. I hope this podcast helped you understand rumination and how it correlates with anxiety better if you think this is going to help somebody please share it on facebook instagram or snapchat and i will see you guys next tuesday